The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. With Wings Productions presents episode 17 of the Skylark Bell Wingspan. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In our previous episode, Magpie, worried about Lucas and Cormorant, enlisted help from Manon, who informed her this wasn't the first time someone had inexplicably vanished from Carnifex's house. In today's episode, we read chapter 17, Le Corbeau in which Lucas has a strange dream and wakes up to even stranger circumstances. Now it's time to get settled in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. Lucas blinks. Magpie is standing in front of him, smiling. She is dressed in a beautiful white lace wedding gown, her fiery red hair held up in a fancy twist using pins adorned with blue flowers. Lucas turns to take in his surroundings. They are standing on the small patio behind Carnifex's house. He sees rows of empty white chairs, each adorned with a large blue satin bow. This must be his wedding day. But why are all the chairs empty? Where is everyone? Lucas sees blurry figures in the distance, perhaps Manon and Alfred. And is that Mrs. Phaeton next to them? For some reason, everyone but Magpie is a blur on the outskirts of his field of vision. Suddenly, he notices the smell of burning sage all around. He turns to look, but can't find the source of the smell. He senses movement next to his arm and turns to see a woman standing on a small riser in front of he and Magpie. Lucas feels relieved. She must be officiating the wedding. Lucas smiles at her and looks back at Magpie, whose eyes are still fixed on him, dreamily. Lucas can feel himself getting lost in that gaze, when suddenly he hears a sound above their heads. He looks up and realizes they are standing under an arch made of branches, twigs, and vines. The arch is painted silver and is wrapped in cobalt blue velvet ribbon through which small wildflowers are threaded. Hanging from the tallest point of the arch is a row of silver bells, each engraved with a spiral of birds flying around the outside. Lucas gasps. 
He and Magpie are standing under a collection of replicas of the Skylark Bell. Lucas begins to feel uneasy. Something about his surroundings just isn't right. The bells start blowing gently in the breeze, their delicate tinkling filling the air and wrapping around Lucas until he feels like he's suffocating. He looks back at Magpie, but she's still standing in the same position, with the same smile on her face, as if frozen in time. Lucas's brow furrows. Magpie, he says, waving a hand in front of her face. Magpie's unseeing eyes don't even flinch, and the pasted-on smile remains fixed on her immobile face. Feeling a mounting sense of panic, Lucas looks to the woman standing in front of them. Marry us, please, he says to her. She looks at him, silent, her mouth forming into a twisted smile. On the wind, Lucas can hear a distant voice asking, What is your name? name? He looks around but doesn't see anyone other than the blurry figures in the distance. Marry us! Marry us! He says to the woman, desperation creeping into his voice. On the wind, he can hear the voice echo, Marry us! Marry us! Marry us! Lucas looks around, trying to find the source of the voice. But there is no one nearby except Magpie and this strange woman, and both are completely silent. Again, he hears the voice on the wind. What is your name? name? Lucas looks around wildly, trying to find the source of the sound. Out of nowhere, a large crow lands on the ground nearby. Lucas turns quickly, startled at the sudden movement. The crow tilts its head to one side, fixing Lucas with a single beady eye. Lucas stares back, horrified. The crow weaves its head from side to side, almost like it is mocking him. The entire episode is so bizarre Lucas has half a mind to turn and run. But he can't leave Magpie. Lucas turns back to the woman, who is now focused on the crow. It's like they are communicating somehow. He looks back and forth from the woman to the crow, trying to decipher the unspoken dialogue between the two. Suddenly, the woman turns her attention back to Lucas, her icy gaze fixated on him. There's something about the way she is looking at him. You know me. The thought enters his mind as if placed there by someone else against his will. There is something familiar about the woman, other than the fact that she and Magpie look quite similar. Lucas shakes his head, breaking the spell. All that matters to him is Magpie. He feels an inexplicable urgency to get their wedding underway, and looks back at the woman imploringly. Marry us, please just marry us, he says. Marry us, marry us, marry us, us, echoes the wind. Lucas looks up at the sky. A cloud is slowly covering the sun, casting a gray light over the patio and the field beyond. 
Magpie, he says, clapping his hands near her face. Magpie, wake up. It's our wedding day. This woman is going to marry us. Marry us, marry us, marry us, the words echo on the wind. Magpie, please, I love you, he says desperately, leaning in close. At this, the crow caws loudly, causing Lucas to turn around. Corbo, he says, pointing at the large bird, its black feathers glistening in the returning sun. Corbo, he repeats, remembering the word Manon taught him as they were walking through the fields. Corbo, he says, once more, in an accusatory tone, wielding the word like a weapon against the intruder. The bird spreads its wings and lifts off into the sky. Corbo, Corbo. Corbeau, Corbeau, echoes the wind. Lucas turns back to the woman. Her smile has vanished. Instead, she is staring at Lucas, her eyes somehow even colder than before. Slowly, the woman turns her head to look at Magpie. Lucas feels a shudder run through his entire body as he hears a strange song carried on the wind. The tune is hauntingly familiar. It crescendos with every passing second to the point where Lucas covers his ears with his hands. He can feel the sound swirling around him, squeezing the air out of his body. He falls to the ground, curled up in a tight ball. Just at the point where he feels like his mind can't take any more, everything goes quiet and fades to black. Lucas catches his breath for a moment, then slowly opens his eyes. He is in a room that feels vaguely familiar, sunlight filtering through the sheer white curtains that are billowing in a warm breeze. Ah, there he is. You gave us quite a scare, my friend, says a deep but friendly voice nearby. Lucas turns and tries to focus his eyes on the man, but his vision is still blurry. My name is Edward, and this is my wife Charlotte. He pauses briefly to give Lucas a moment to assimilate the information. Lucas takes a breath as his vision comes into focus. A broad-shouldered, blond-haired man is sitting on a small wooden chair next to the bed. Behind him stands a woman with dark hair and a pleasant, gentle face. The woman leans forward laying a soft hand on Lucas's shoulder before speaking words that send a jolt through Lucas's entire body. It seems you are having a troubling dream. You did quite a bit of speaking in your sleep, Mr. Corbeau. Or shall we call you Marius? Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Wingspan Chapter 18, The Vanishings where Manon elaborates on past instances of people disappearing from Carnifex House. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you're enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating or a review. They're both greatly appreciated. You can also support my work via a donation through your podcast platform, or by subscribing to Patreon, where you get early access to episodes and so much more. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Before I go, 
I'd like to share this reel for a podcast I quite enjoy called Haunted Housewives. Carly and Tara are fantastic hosts who discuss paranormal events. If you enjoy the supernatural atmosphere of the Skylark Bell, you'll want to check them out. Hi, I'm Carly. And I'm Tara. And we are the Haunted Housewives. If you enjoy tales of sexy Mothman, historical hauntings, dark humor, and the macabre, then tune in wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Stay barefoot and haunted. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, and this is the Skylark Bell Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.